Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Dick is still being a dick. Starfire is fire and hell hath no fury like a raven scorn. Yep, that's right. We're back. Titans on DC. Season 2, Episode 1, Trigon. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. You know, I might be alone up here, but I'm never lonely as I have all of you Titan fans. We are talking Titans Season 2, finally back. Episode 1, Trigon. So much happened, so much to discuss. I can't wait to talk about this because I've been waiting so long. It feels like forever. It's only been a couple months, to be honest. This was the shortest comeback of uh, Season 2 in a long time, but it felt like forever because I, I was truly getting into that Titans moment as it, it as it swung to a close. Uh, bittersweet episode, episode one, season two, Trigon. Uh, we're going to break it down. We're going to discuss Dick Grayson, of course, Dick, uh, Starfire, Donna. We're going to break those storylines down as they went into the Trigon effect. Hawk and Dove, new Robin. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorite topics and favorite people. Raven, Trigon, and Gar. We have to discuss that triangle dynamic of how that happened. New Titans. We have these Titans who are the new Titans. Deathstroke. Wow. Talk about can't wait for that episode. And we get a Batman Bruce Wayne sighting. At least, uh... We kind of do. It's it's half the man he used to be, or he's twice as old as he should be. We'll get into all that. Some news and gossip you're going to want to stick around for. Our top woe moments. That's when we take out those moments that made us go woe. And some predictions. My name's Teron. I will be hosting and paneling on the show, but it's just not me. It's all of you at home, too, so please keep those comments uh, coming in. And, of course, my main man, Ryan, in the chair. That's his words, not mine. In the chair. In the chair. In, in the booth. However, he's going to be on the panel as well, of course, giving us information and updates as things go by. He's the man behind the curtain. Yeah? That's right. I am the man behind the curtain. I am your Alfred for this uh, this Batman scenario. You can see me. I'm on screen right now. Uh, really excited. The Eagles just won, and you just got back from Tennessee, which their team is the Titans. So this is the perfect after show for you, Tehran. Okay, maybe we won't use Ryan. Maybe we don't need Ryan. It's okay. Let's get let's bye Ryan. Let's get back to this. Let's talk about this episode. Overall thoughts on this episode. Uh mine were very bittersweet. I think a lot of fans had the same same sentiment because we get this big build up coming off season 1 where we anticipated a huge showdown between between Trigon and the team or at least Trigon and Raven. We really get neither in this episode. They kind of tied it up using a couple loose bits of of dialogue in a lot of ways. Things went a little fast. I felt like this could have been a two-parter instead of one episode. Because it was kind of anticlimactic. The way Raven and Trigon's fight went down, It's the, the biggest battle here was really between Robin and New Robin. Now, that was a fight. It was, of course, Watchmen-esque as we get a lot of that Zack Snyder fighting in, in this seasons of Titans as we've seen. But 
I was actually kind of disappointed in the whole Trigon Raven. It was too quick. All of a sudden, Raven understood her powers to a, a different degree. It just it just kind of sped up. And then we get this 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 introduction of Deathstroke. We get this introduction of Bruce Wayne. Both very exciting, by the way, but it was just too little, too soon, too fast, not enough. I, I didn't feel fulfilled on any single one front. I'm anticipating the rest of the season. I'm hoping that we get a lot more. But, and I hope that this Trigon showdown is not the end of Trigon. I mean, they gave us this demonic creature that I was actually very impressed with here. We see Trigon at his best, and then a couple minutes later, we see him at the worst as he loses to Raven within seconds. Not even minutes. Not a huge fight. Not a huge battle. It was like, uh, I'm Raven. Now I know who I am. Boom, you're gone. Even though Awakenings were not as strong as I would like them to be. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I'd love to hear from all of you. Down below, comment. Let me know. I'm sure you'll tell me all your thoughts. Uh, good and bad. We enjoy that so much here at AfterBuzz. So thank you so much for being a part of this panel and making us the ESPN of TV talk. This is how it works. Let's get into... The breakdowns, because coming off last season, we saw Dick Grayson. Now, the whole thing was the last episode, Dick Grayson goes through the Trigon effect. That's that mental thing where Trigon puts you in this hypothetical world and tries to... He says he's giving you options, but he he pushes you to the edge until you break and then, of course, go towards the dark side, as we see every single member of the Titans do. With Dick Grayson, he was the first one in, first one out, First one to go to the dark side by killing Bruce Wayne in his hypothetical uh, world. Something that he says that he's been waiting to do since he was 12 years old. I can understand that sentiment being pushed that hard, but man, that felt very sincere. We get this dark side of Dick Grayson, which we only see sparingly, and now we see it come out. He's got this. Uh, he's got the dark eye effect, and so we know he's the evil Dick. He's got and some then, bad makeup there. Was it bad makeup or was it a tad bit of CGI? I felt like it might have been both, Ryan. I, I, I kind of felt like he was doing an Alice Cooper impression with with that makeup. It just I, didn't look good. I like that. It was it was definitely not as good as it could be, but I still bought into it. I even still bought into the whole uh, the 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 what's that movie that Jack Nicholson is in. The Shining? The Shining. The whole Shining thing. Like, I'm back. Who's here? Come out and play. The it's whole Dick Grayson. Exactly. It's all those all those things where I get it. They were in the scary movie and they try to they they definitely gave a head nod to those type of movies. Here Dick Grayson chases after after Gar and Raven, the evil Dick, let's call him that, as he chases after them and then gets into the door, which, by the way, Dick Grayson seems to be super strong and super not strong at different times. It's very interesting how that works. Easily lifts Scar off his feet and chokes him, but has a hard time with the door, just knocks on the door. Big dick energy, for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. That's Ryan in the booth. That wasn't me. So, <laughs> so, and Ryan's not allowed to listen to any more hip-hop ever. I gotta stop. Yeah, we're gonna need you to stop. So, here we have Dick Grayson Evil Dick just chasing the kids, being the first one turned, being the one who buys into it. But then he's also awakened the quickest. I mean, Raven tries to awaken him one time when Gar is getting the living-ish kicked out of him, which didn't have any permanent damage, which was interesting. He was healed within a couple, a day, maybe two days at the most. And then 
we and he also somehow survived, which by the way, those are like they were giving him blows, right? So so here Dick has a conversation with Raven where she reminds him of how they met. There was a connection, which we saw in the first episode and the first season, where Raven has always had this connection to Dick Grayson. She saw him before she knew him. She she had this inkling that the key was Dick, but there was no key. There was no door to open. There was no real reason to have Dick Grayson awaken. What was he supposed to be? Emotional support? Raven did all the work when it came to the Trigon effect. I don't understand. So that's as far as Dick Grayson goes. Of course, Dick Grayson progresses, and we'll get into that more later in the episode as we discuss the breakdown into New Titans, because here we get the second coming of Dick, uh, no pun intended. Starfire is the one who's angsty. Of course, that's who she is. She has to do something. We see last last season that she was sent to Earth to kill Raven, that alien storyline, which we never got a follow-up from, especially we were all hoping for it to be resurrected in this episode. Why didn't they bring it up? Starfire's outside just, just using all her power up, which Donna wisely says, hey, you're using your power. It's nighttime. You're going to have nothing left later. She's like, well, what's what are you doing to help? Uh, your criticism isn't helping either. But Donna is right. Starfire, you have one one main thing, and this is your your explosive energy that you use and your power. I mean, this is a real thing. You get depleted. You should be smarter than that. Let's figure it out. Is this an insight into Starfire's character? I don't know. Is she the impatient one? Is she the one who can't sit around? Is she going to be the headstrong one? Because she hadn't... She had shown that before previously, but was always able to actually do something. This is the first time we see her frustrated with no satisfaction as far as her action is concerned. Finally, an invitation is is opened up by Trigon, who purposely lets all of the team in. That should be a warning to you. If the opponent is going, come in and waving you in, that's the guy you don't want to mess with. This guy obviously has a plan, and you guys do not. You could have sat there outside and formulated some type of plan before going in. Just head hey, we have to do something. So Starfire gets this storyline, and hers is the quickest one because it's simply Raven and Gar coming out and her being by herself and Raven saying, Starfire, in order to end this, you have to kill me. Starfire's like, no, no, no. And then Raven's like, no, you have to. And then Starfire's like, okay. You're right. And then starts choking her and then uh, basically incinerates her. That's all it took. All it took was Raven to say twice, you have to kill me. And that's all it took for Starfire to go to the dark side. Now, with Donna's storyline in the Trigon Effect, we get a little different view. We get a flashback. A flashback that's more than any episode we've seen. We get this flashback into who Donna is as a person, as a child. She's a child, and of course, as everyone knows, every hero needs a parent to die to become a hero. If your parents don't die, you don't become a hero. I mean, this is the theme that runs cinematically throughout all of DC, and even to some extent, Marvel and and other storylines. I mean, Harry Potter's parents died, right? So, Having a parent died somehow clicks you into hyperdrive and gets you to become a hero. We see Donna, who is 
what we're gonna assume is gonna be a Donna Troy, who means that she is related to Deanna Troy, uh, Wonder Woman. She's got that Wonder Woman skill. That's what we're going with. It's been hinted, but it hasn't actually been substantiated in that. How do we know she's a, we know she's an adopted member of the Amazons, but how does she get there? Enhanced physical abilities and all things. We don't know the storyline that they're bringing up in the Titans yet. But we do get this new addition. Her father dies in a fire. She runs in to save her father. We see this arson coming out. And the arson doesn't have any dubious uh, dubious motive to do so. It's not like, hey, I'm trying to kill... I'm trying to kill your father. It's, I like to set things on fire. I have a mental problem. I'm sorry. And he's a bit of a coward. It's not like he's an aggressive guy. And and Donna clicks and, and basically just kills this guy. That's her entry into the dark side. That's all it took. Now, we go to Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove, who we actually fell quite in love with in in season one. I don't know how you feel, Ryan, but I was a... I was a fan. I was a fan. You were a fan. Yeah, I was I, a fan I like, of Hawking Dove. I mean, I think I think uh, the show is showcasing a ton of characters, and whenever we can get love for um, two of the more unknown characters in the DCEU, I think like that's great. Uh, I hope we get more of them this season. They have awesome costumes. I will say that. I got a picture of it up right now. I there. like their costumes. I really like Dove. I like their portrayal. I like their back and forth. Uh, I like Hawk as a... You know, it's not the typical character that I thought I would like, and yet I really find him uh, a great character. I like how he is. Their costumes are badass, and they are the ones, like I've always stated, I've really liked Watchmen. They are the characters who remind me the most of Watchmen, uh, and yet are still on their own, which I really, really like. I'm a big fan of Watchmen. Dude, Watchmen's my favorite comic of all time. It is a great movie. I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah, the movie's great. The movie's uh, amazing. I'm even more excited for the TV show. Can't wait. Hopefully I'll be on that panel as well, and we'll get some more of these Tehran opinions and Ryan in the boots. (laughs) So with, with the concept of Hawk and Dove, another one that we're also not fulfilled. Hawk buys drugs, gives it to Dove. Dove takes it. It's crack. It's meth. Whatever. It's it's both. It's neither. They get it. They feel better because of their their the death of their their significant uh, significant family members, whether it's the brother or the mother or whatever, uh, for each one. And that's it. Boom. They're on the dark side. That's all it took. Quick change. Now, Jason Todd, Hawk and Dove go and seek out Batman's help. Batman is. Somewhere with Justice League, allegedly. Jason Todd is being Jason Todd. He is uh, motorcycling inside the living room. I mean, doing something that I think a wild, wild teenager would do, Home, left home alone in a billionaire's mansion. Sure. What is he doing? I have no idea. Why does he fall down the steps and think it's awesome? I have no idea. But he gets there. He he. Gets his way, he gets in, he says, we have another tracking device on Dick, which he did because they went right to where their location was. And his storyline is him fighting Dick Grayson. So old Robin versus new Robin, and of course new Robin being cocky. Now, was it gruesome? Yes. He uses the gun that killed Bruce Wayne's parents and shoots old Robin. And specifically, old Robin's like, we know Bruce doesn't keep it loaded and Jason says, yeah, but I do. The whole time, basically, Dick Grayson pretty much hands 
hands uh, ass whooping to Jason in a lot of ways. We did see something interesting is when when old Robin says, what, you think you're better than me? And Jason Todd, for the first time, a little unsure, says, I never said that. That is a key to something. That's got to be some type of Easter egg of some sort that we're going to later get to because there's always been that ideology, that conflict. We saw a lot of that in season one, the conflict between old Robin and new Robin, old Robin not even knowing he was replaced, and it made him feel some type of way. And hopefully that's going to be the uh, catalyst to his change into Nightwing because we still haven't gotten there yet. New Robin kills Dick Grayson, shoots him in the head, turns to the dark side. I would have liked it if if Jason Todd was the only one who was not affected by Trigon. Meaning he was so far gone that he was in control of his darkness and was still actually in the light. I would have loved that being a, a twist. But yeah, there was no twist. I did like the fight scene between Dick Grayson and Jason Todd. That was amazing. I did also like the gruesome way that Dick Grayson was shot in the head. I'm not going to lie. I would have preferred, I'm saying I liked it a lot, I would have preferred, I would have preferred that twist where Jason Todd was not affected and he somehow had to be the hero because we keep seeing him being the the jerk or or the dickhead and everyone kind of not liking him right away. And no one trying to get to the root of, hey, this is a teenager Let's find out what's wrong with this kid. Why is this kid acting up? Why is he rebelling? Why is he acting in this way? Who hurt him? That's a real question that we're going to have to get into. Hopefully we'll delve into his psychological uh, status and and his mental, just his mental, I don't want to use the word problems, but he clearly has some issues that he has to work out. Of course, then again, he's a titan, so who doesn't? We have, we have uh, the daughter of Satan, uh, a guy who wears tights because his parents were killed. I mean, this is just a band full of issues. So, uh, a kid who who became a Amazon because her father was killed by an arsonist. I mean, this is just a group full of issues. But I think that Jason Todd's issue, Jason Todd's issues, are a lot more elaborate, and I hope that they elaborate on that. Now we get Gar. Now. Here's the thing about Gar. Gar somehow managed to escape the dark side. He stayed in the light. He comes to, he he's the one that brings Raven back with the touch, reminding her of who, who she really is. He's the one that stays with Raven when they go running. He He's basically the level-headed one in a lot of ways in this situation. He's the one who gets takes the beating. And he's the one that Raven shows a lot of affection for. That's the whole thing with with Gar. Is that going to spark? I personally, I know the mixed sentiments out there, but I'm shipping them too, especially after this episode. Ryan, how do you feel about that? I'm shipping them. I am. What I was really intrigued about this storyline is it kind of felt like something you would do or set up in a final season. For some reason, it's it felt like uh, an, a beginning of an ending for these two. So I would definitely ship them, and I bet we do get a full resolution of of that relationship by the end of the season. Let's see what you guys think. Are you shipping hashtag Gavin? Hashtag Gavin. Is that something you are shipping? 
I would love to know what that poll is. Let's take a poll and see what people out there are really thinking. Tweet it out. Because I like I like the concept of, of Gar and Raven. Now, people, of course, are saying, hey, Gar is much older than Raven. I don't think in the show that they're that significantly different in age. I think... I, I do not think on the show that Gar is 18 yet. And if he is, it's just he is at that cutoff. And then Raven, of course, being in the 15, 16 range is what I'm going with. We're not exactly sure. We're just going based on on context clues with a lot of these things. They haven't brought it up, but they've been connecting these two. Now, are they connected simply because... They're the young ones on the team, and Jason Todd's going to come in and throw in a wrench. I don't know. We've gotten that on the Titans before. We get that in Young Justice, which is a very similar concept as this one. This this form of the Titans reminds me a lot more of Young Justice than it does the Titans cartoon show and or, and or the comic book. This one reminds me of a Young Justice just using these characters. So we will see how that works and how that plays out. But we do, as far as now, know that Gar is the one who was able to reach Raven. Obviously, there's a strong connection between the two. Raven then, of course, being able to uh, accomplish all her other deeds, waking up Dick Grayson, somehow effectively killing or dis at least disarming Trigon in whatever way. We don't know exactly what happened to him. She gets that crystal that we're used to seeing. I remember that crystal being the prison for Trigon in in the show and in the comic books, but it wasn't that way in this. And she keeps it still remains. So we're gonna see if there's a there's a way she unlocks the crystal's powers. Now, Raven and Trigon are the big setup. This is the big setup. We, we got that all basically entire season one was Raven somehow leading to who is Raven, what is Raven, how is Raven, all the questions you can ask. We get Trigon at that end of that end of that season. We're like, man, this is big. This is gonna be big. Then nothing. We get nothing. We get literally uh half a second of Trigon being an amazing monster, their showdown, and I believe it was only two minutes long as far as everything. And that was very disappointing for me. I wanted more of a of a showdown. I wanted more. I, Trigon even did what I felt was predictable. I thought he was going to do this the first time. He had a conversation with the mom, but he kills her. I don't know why. And I don't really even know what Trigon really wants. I know he wants to the whole world domination, but for what? What what is the purpose of this? What are you trying? Are you trying to recreate your home world on Earth? Are you just trying to destroy Earth? Are you trying to take over the entire universe? I don't really know what his personal motivation is. Uh, a lot of times people think that evil is its own motivation. I'm not one who buys into that. I like the the uh, the Thanos crossing over into Marvel. I like the Thanos reasoning where the person who's doing the evil deed is actually justified in his own mind or her own mind because of what they believe in. They have some ideology. I don't really know what Trigon's ideology is except to to basically unlock the evilness in everyone. Uh, is he specifically the devil? No, he doesn't seem to be as devilish except in appearance. And of course, very one-dimensional in his let's take over the world. He walks and then we see birds dying and the world just dying around him and he walks. So we are, we are, I didn't mean to interrupt, but we are getting a lot of uh, conversation about the question you just asked about uh, for shipping um, Gar. 
Excuse me. And um, a lot of people say that that would be regarding Rachel. I mean, a lot of people are really concerned about that because uh, Rachel's character is a lot younger. Yeah, that's what we were discussing. I mean, we we feel like they're a lot younger, but I don't know how much younger they are than one another. And if he's 17, which we aren't sure, we just know that he's older as an actor, but actors are actors. They play different age ranges all the time. So if he's 17 and she's 15, are we still not shipping that? Apparently the actor who plays Gar is 23 and the actress who plays Rachel is 15. Yes. Which is interesting. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting. I don't know if we will get any physical contact of that nature. I do think that there will be an emotional relationship. So all you people out there, just love. Love is love. Love love doesn't have to be physical attraction. Love is not love if it's illegal. But if they are saying Gar's character is 17, which we're getting in Young Justice... If you remember, Gar is like he Gar and Young Justice is eighteen, so but he's still young. If we're saying that this is seventeen-year-old Gar and this is fifteen-year-old Raven, right? I can understand that. It's it's who they're playing. It's the characters, and they're teen. They're teen Titans. They're teen Titans. So if that's what we're getting, exactly. So I understand that concern. I understand that concern. I'm way. We have to wait to see. I'm way more concerned about Raven. Just beating her father in one minute. That just was way more disappointing. Mm-hmm. Now, it is concerning if we do have Gar be older and Raven be younger, then that's a conversation someone should probably alert someone in that world. If only we knew a police officer. Oh, wait, we do. Dick Grayson. Yet somehow he doesn't have a job anymore. Like, what's going on with that guy's job? Can we talk about that? Can we talk about we just forgot that he was a cop? He was in he he he's an actual He's an actual uh, police officer. Right. He's an actual cop. He's a detective. He's an actual detective who's just taken unlimited leave of absence from his job. <laughs> no one's asked, No one's even called him and be like, hey, Dick. Um, Although last season he this- hopped on immediately in that uh, – crazy you know like dream sequence to go fight batman like that was an immediate yeah i'll join you guys yeah <laughs> i'll I'm totally with you. help you fight yeah him. no one's no one's calling me like hey uh dick this is john um <laughs> uh you were scheduled you know for the last two and a half weeks coming in or you all right or sick something give me something to work with but whatever i i still really enjoy it i i look i don't mean to criticize the episode I'm saying I'm such a fan that I wanted more. And I think everyone can associate with that. I'm such a fan that I wanted more. I've been waiting. I've been expecting. I wanted more. I wanted more with this specific showdown. I wanted more. If we were going to get a, if we're getting this Raven Gar thing, I wanted a little more. I just want them to push, push the, uh, push the episode. We got, we just got a really exciting super chat from, Silhouette, an- silhouetted animator saying the first five dollars. Thank you so much. The first of the fallen is Satan in the DC multiverse. Lucifer uh, Morningstar took the name from him, while Trigon is technically only a demon underling. Yes, that is a real thing. So in DC, Trigon is the underling. That's why I'm wondering what his motivation is now. We because we do have Lucifer in the DC comics. We have a character Lucifer who is the devil, who is uh, Lucifer Morningstar. We get we we have this character. We have the show, which I'm also on the panel. So the, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is I wanted more. I wanted more of a reason. I wanted more to care. I want it, it became kind of silly. 
It actually became kind of silly. And I loved seeing Trigon appear as a demon. It was amazing that the horns, the hooves, the, the walking, even the way he walked in the kind of a stumble. I just liked it so much. And then like that. He was gone. That's the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making everyone believe he didn't exist, right? Because he didn't. It was like one minute and he was gone. Um, I do want to say this. I appreciate everyone in the live chat. I do appreciate everyone commenting below. Uh, this I'm not just the host of this panel. This panel is all of you. If you guys are, if not as much, more so a part of this panel than everyone you ever see on the show. Without you, we have no show. Thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, all we need from you to help us, help, help, help me help you, help us. Does that work? Yeah. Just subscribe, share, comment below. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, go ahead and and hit that share button, hit that subscribe button. Give us a five stars comment. Give us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking, Uh, especially if you're thinking great things. It it turns that a lot of people who think the bad things are the ones who comment the most, but a lot of people think great things, and we'd love to hear from them as well. And we even like hearing the bad things. We want to hear all things. We want to hear from you. So let us know what you're thinking, and thank you again for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you so much, guys. Let's shift gears. So we wrap up season one in season two. We wrap it up in, with 20 minutes left in the episode to the point where I actually had to hit pause and check. Why do I have so much time in this episode left? Okay. We get this new Titans. The team breaks up, so to speak. I hope this is not the end. Hawk, Dove, Hawk and Dove, Star, Starfire, they go their separate ways. Donna goes their separate way, gives Dick the key to the truck, and off they go. Off they go. We get this news reporter who's like, oh, there was a disturbance, and we don't know what it was, but there's a new team of, of costume heroes. And, of course, who are they? The Titans. Jason Todd pulls pulls his Jason Toddness. That's right, we're here, bitches, or whatever he says. And and so now we know that there's this new Titan team forming. New Titan team forming to the point where we get a nod to the Titan Tower that's in San Francisco. The one that apparently was used previously. So now we understand that there was a previous Titan team and this is going to be the new Titans, this younger version of the Titans. Jason Todd, who is seeing this as a lateral move and not a demotion. They all move to San Francisco and they get this home. We see that shadow of like all the costumes and everyone as Gar looks into it. It's like a like a collage of what was and what will be. It was a very nice poignant moment so we get this tower boom so we know that there's this new team this new younger team and that's what they're going to do is fight crime forget school forget everything they're going to fight crime got it love it love them as a team what happened to hawk and dove what happened to donna why why did starfire leave where did she go we don't know we need them back like i hope this isn't one of those things where they're now kind of gone and will be kind of back on the show next episode I need to see them back. I have fallen in love with those characters. I understand that Hawk and Dove are cameos uh, every now and then or, or recurring characters, but I need them back, and I definitely need Starfire. Starfire is not only Bay. Starfire is not only my favorite character in a lot of ways, but Starfire is also is also definitely a titan. So I need her back on, and I need more from her storyline. Do not leave that a loose end, please. We also get another storyline that that uh, that arises. Deathstroke. We get this uh, character in the woods. 
which was very Breaking Bad at the end. He's in the woods by himself. I don't know what's going on. If he has a bit of amnesia, what's what's the word? He, he clearly hasn't been Deathstroke for a while. Something about this team awakens him. Something about Jason Todd's words, maybe. Something awakens him or awakens something inside him where he, re- he returns. He has an assistant or a helper who's been sending him letters. He hasn't been responsive. So now he's back. Exciting. And... He is remembering things. Things are the way they were. It's, it's very vague. I'm into it. I mean, I, I, I really like Deathstroke as a character. Deathstroke has obviously been a huge part of the DC Universe. He's still a Young Justice, uh, young justice uh, superstar. Basically, he's the herald in a lot of ways for the light. So I'd love to see how Deathstroke plays in this. Clearly, he's being set up as the main villain of this season. Have to tell you though, coming off Trigon, Deathstroke should be simple. You you basically beat a god. So this is just a guy who's really good at fighting. I was going to ask you about that. It feels a little backwards. I was rewatching the uh, the the animated series from Cartoon Network, not Teen Titans Go, but uh, Teen Titans, and there was you know there's an interesting storyline. Slade Deathstroke is the main villain throughout that entire series. The entire and, series, yes. And Trigon comes up as one of these side villains, but that's after Not even we just were a side villain. T- Trigon actually comes up in one of their movies, in the Teen Titans vs. Justice League movie. And that was a huge thing, because here we get the storyline where we understand who's Raven's character, which a lot of season one was uh, based on or interluded. Right. And now that we're going to Deathstroke, he's obviously the main villain. He is the big bad. He is Robin's Joker. Of this, especially, we have to have him in this season clearly be that. Right. I don't understand why Batman can't just take care of him, but okay. (sighs) I don't know why. But uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see what they do with that. I think he's a badass. I don't think we've seen a really proper live action version of him quite yet. Obviously, they teased it. At the end of uh, Batman vs Superman and in Justice League, we never really got that for the movies. So I really hope that he is the big bad for the season and that he has that presence that we want. I like Robin's Joker. I mean, I really like the character he is. Um, we're we're getting something. We're, we're gonna get something, right? So let's see how they play it out. I really like Deathstroke. I like the actor that's playing him. I like the look. I like him. In contrast. We get this Bruce Wayne sighting, and I'm going to be honest. I was not a fan of the Bruce Wayne they chose. You're not into the age, are you? Ian Glenn from Game of Thrones. I am not into the age. I know who he is. I respect him as an actor. Wasn't as into the age or the look. He didn't have that more harsh demeanor that I like from my Batman. I mean, I'm going to go on record and just say my favorite Batman was Christian Bale. I really enjoyed that. Followed by a close second or maybe even a tie for first with uh, Michael Keaton. Nice. That Those are going to be my two. And then coming in second, Val Kilmer. A lot of people overlook Val Kilmer as bad, but I saw him. He looked and reminded me of Bruce Wayne. Now, this guy doesn't remind me of either. He reminds me of either. He does not. I mean, I I think he has something to prove. Unfortunately, we he had an entire season where he wasn't really cast in the role, and we just saw glimpses of what we assume was Batman. But he is such a badass on Game of Thrones. I honestly Great. think I don't think we're going to see him in the suit 
all decked out doing Batman things. I think this season we're really only going to see him from like a Bruce Wayne side. Sure. But I think they need that. That might be a mistake because people like you who might not be buying it, he needs to prove it. He's going to have to prove it to me. And I'll tell you something, though. I have been proven wrong before. I was not a fan of Britton Thwaites, which who I was a fan of his as an actor, knowing he was going to be a star. But I wasn't a fan of him as Dick Grayson. And now I really like him as Dick Grayson. Yeah. And I will say this, that the guy they have playing Jason Todd, Karen Walters, Karen Walters is amazing. That He is Jason Todd. The way he looks, the way he acts, his his features, everything, he is Jason Todd to me. Eric Eric James in the chat. I thought he was Alfred. <laughs> I also thought he was Alfred. Thank you, Eric James. I was I he looks like Alfred to me. And I knew he was Batman, but I felt like he would be a better Alfred. Now, I'm sure he was he's great in Game of Thrones. I know he is. I'm and, and if we needed someone a character to sleep with their brother or sister, great. Let's bring in Ian whatever his name is. But I need Batman to look and act like Batman. I need Bruce Wayne to look and act like Bruce Wayne. And I need them to be in the same person even though they're they're different people, they're one and the same. I need that. And I don't know who I would have instead, but I do not think that this would have been my choice. Yep, I'm, I can totally see that. That's a very valid point. They need to they need to prove their justify their decision with this. Yeah, maybe they should have called Tom Hardy. I don't know. <laughs> they should have had something. But we're gonna see. I'm gonna give it a chance because obviously Batman is my favorite character of all time. I'm gonna give it a chance, but don't break my heart, Titans. Please, please don't break my heart. Uh, this episode was a heartbreaker, but in good and bad ways. Like I said, very bittersweet for me. Loved having it back. Wish I had more, but still. Very excited for this season, uh, season two. Let's get into some news and gossip, shall we? After Buzz TV News. Boom! We get some news and gossip. Comic book, DC, let's talk. Guess what? DC Universe stars tease Cyborg joining Titans. Now, Cyborg is currently on Doom Patrol. If we get this crossover where Jovi and Wade, Cyborg gets on Titans... That would be amazing. I see this fitting in. Of course, we know Cyborg is a Titan, so it totally makes sense. DC fans probably didn't expect to see Cyborg make his live-action TV debut on Doom Patrol instead of Titans, but that's exactly what happened on DC Universe. Now, some behind-the-scene pictures show Cyborg actor Jovian Wade in uniform and Titans actor Ryan Potter angling to get the hero alongside the rest of the team. This would account for all the founding members of the modern Teen Titans cartoon together on the show. How exciting is that? Potter, of course, plays Beast Boy, uh, Gar, so it only makes sense that the two would be supportive of each other, uh, given the history uh, of the of them at play. Let's see what happens. What do you think, Ryan? Are they gonna Are they gonna switch Cyborg from Doom Patrol to Titans, or maybe have them in both, or just this was a tease? These photos really make me excited uh i I think it's a tease because they've been a little i not even a little they've been very unclear about what's going on with dc universe and what's going to be on hbo max what's going to stay on here as far as we can tell and we should we should update this maybe in future episodes i believe that this is sticking on dc universe as so i think doom patrol and titans is sticking on there so, I mean, I think it'd be really cool for him to cross over. I don't know what that would say for the future. I think this is mainly a tease. Um, obviously, you know, in the Teen Titans animated series, Cyborg was one of the main guys. Like, he was... 100%. So, I really would like this to be true. I would love it to be true. They haven't really shown it in any of the trailers or footage. So, it, we'll see. A, it might be an after credit. Or it might be halfway in the season and then we get it there. Who knows? We'll find out all together, but we are excited to see what 
happens. Now, let's get in some low moments, please. Hold up. Hey! Slade. That's that, that's our whole That was a whoa moment right there. That's our whoa moment. Whoa. Whoa. whoa Slade. Whoa. Top three woe moments. I'm going to give you mine. Uh, number three woe moment is, of course, watching Demon Trigon. That was a woe moment. That was great. I loved it. Number two, that fight between Robin and New Robin. Great. Love that fight. Woe moment as we saw the gun that killed Bruce Wayne's parents shoot Dick Grayson right in the head. And number one woe moment of this episode was old ass batman <laughs> old ass batman was whoa now was it a good woe or a bad woe it is it, it yet it's yet to remain to be seen so we'll we'll find out in this in this season we'll definitely find out we'll find out uh i think i have a couple predictions ladies and gentlemen let's Your jump into after that buzz tv predictions i predict that we'll have a full panel coming back in to the rest of the season we have chauncey Evan Mack, and Jeff Williams alongside myself, of course. So don't worry about that. More importantly, for the show, I think we get a lot more Bruce Wayne this this season. Obviously, they didn't introduce him for no reason. I think Deathstroke has a problem with Jason Todd. I think there's something about Jason Todd that's uh, that directly relates to Deathstroke. Can't wait to see that pan out. I would love to see um, I would love to see some other characters other than Deathstroke be villains but we'll see that i do think we get starfire returning in the next episode i think something happens that which brings starfire running back and i think that uh there's an actual fight between dick grayson and jason todd that happens in this season like an actual fight and finally nightwing thoughts ryan Nightwing, I think they're hinting at it hard. You know, the origin of Nightwing, it varies. I think uh, it's just how he gets there. So I I would love to see that. I think right now, you know, we have this, like, dark Robin, and his eyes are all Alice Cooper-y. And I I think uh, I I would like that. But when you have Batman in the mix, I don't know. I don't think we've seen a great transition to Nightwing in, uh, in the movies or TV yet. So I'm interested to see how they do it. Uh, I think that's a lot going on, which is better than nothing going on. So it's going to be an interesting rest of the season. I would love to see Nightwing. So we'll see something. And there was also, this is huge, is the line that Bruce Wayne says on one condition. Now, we all know about Bruce Wayne Batman's conditions. They are not what they seem. So can't wait to find out what that condition is. And can't wait to see more of this season, season two, Titans This was episode one, Trigon, but we have episode two through infinity coming up. Uh, Please stay tuned and stay with us. I am Tehran. Literally find me at I am Tehran all across the board. And find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other AfterBuzz After Shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Until next week, uh, from here in the booth, my man in the chair, Ryan. Yep. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Take care, y'all. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 